thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Hey, um, turn in your Bible to Second Chronicles, not Corinthians, Chronicles. So if you go to the New Testament, you won't find this, okay? Second uh, Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14. God's recipe for revival. Now, we are in the Joshua Code, as you know. This is a text that many of you are very, very, very familiar with. You can preach this message or this verse in a lot of different ways, but today I'm specifically speaking it just as a personal revival, just for us today, okay? So I want you to look at it with me as we read it, and then we'll jump into it. Outline is on the back of your bulletin, by the way, if you do not know that. Uh, Joshua, I mean, uh, Joshua, hello. Second Chronicles 7, 14, follow with me. If, and boy, there's not been a bigger if in the Bible. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Man, what a beautiful text, but what a more poignant text for today. That text right there is not just for a revival that is so desperately needed in America, but that is a text for revival so desperately needed for the church today as well. And when I say church, I mean corporate, but you know I mean personal. We are the church. I'm a church, you're a church, okay? When we come together, we, we become a corporate church, a corporate body, the bride of Christ called First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas, okay? But my friends, when Jesus parts that east sky and he comes back and he's finally had enough, when he comes back to get us, the church, he's coming back to get you and me who have the blood of Christ on them. Okay, if you've been born again and saved, he's going to come get you. If you haven't already done beam me up Scotty and went home, okay? So he's coming back to get you. He's coming back to get his church. That's you and me. But corporately, he's coming back to get the church. Now, this building, as neat as it is, not going to get a ride, okay? It's just going to sit here and rot, Okay. But understand something, that is for you and me. So I want to look at this text today in light of us, me. I'm looking at it from Jeff. You'll look at it from you, okay? All right. So look at God's design. God's design, you see in this text, God's design is if my people, capital M-Y, my people. Let me, let me say something to you, church. God... God's problem, if you want to say that, or God's concern today is not for lost people. He's not, his problem is not the lost people today. His problem is those who bear his name that are not living like him, who are not acting like him, who does not have the aroma of Christ, who are not walking in his power, nor do they reflect him out there in that world. 
You say, well, it's, it, this, this world is going to hell in a handbasket because he's lost people. No. No, they're not. Lost people acting just like they're supposed to act. Now, I'm just telling you, aren't they? You, any lost people surprising y'all? Not surprising me. I'm like, that's what they're supposed to do. But what's surprising me is what the church is doing. That's what surprises me. Let, let me say something. It doesn't surprise me. It saddens me. Makes me want to cry. Makes me want to cry. Because, my friends, as a born-again child of the king, you bear his name. And you don't bear his name just Sunday morning in here. You bear his name out there. You bear his name. So when you talk like lost people, that confuses them. When you're the same jerk the lost guy is, that confuses them. When the lost husband acts better than the saved husband, that confuses them. When the lost wife acts the same as the saved wife, that confuses them. And when there's just as much backstabbing, gossip, discord, and sin in the body of Christ as there is out there in the bar, it is really confusing. Man, I'm going to tell you, God's problem today is not the lost world. He loves the lost people. He died for them too. But his biggest concern and problem today is for the church itself, for the people that bear his name. If they, my people is what he's saying. Oh, my gosh, if my people, my people, if my people, can you hear his invitation? Can you almost hear his cry? I'm going to tell you right now, that is the gong of heaven. If my people, where are my people? What is wrong with my people? Where where is the voice of my people today? Where are they? Where are they at? That's what you hear. You say, man, why is America making decisions that it's making? Because my people are quiet. My people just say, well, we build a bigger church that looks more like a mall than it does a church. They'll come. How's that working out for us? How's that working out? Sadly to say, man, there's more sin in the pulpit than there is in the bar sometimes. I tell you, man, if you look at us from the big picture... It, 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 it looks like autumn, October fog. It's hard to see the light. But I'm telling you, there's not a better day in time for the church. Mm. Right in the middle, right in the middle of all this mess to become the bride, the real bride. I mean the real bride, the, the biblical bride, the, the voice of the king, the aroma of the king. The love of the king. The identity of the king. When you walk out there, you don't need a bumper sticker. You don't need a t-shirt. You don't need anything. But when they see you, when you walk in the place, you're so filled with his presence that you're overflowing. And then everybody that comes in contact with you, even on the seventh aisle of Walmart, can sense the presence of the king. I mean, it's like, wow. Look at them. In the midst of their struggles, will you look at the peace that radiates off of them?
Why, what, what is that? It's called Jesus. That's called so much Jesus that it won't stay in my skin. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. That's what you got to have. I mean, that's where we are as a, as a, that's where we are in America, but that's where we are in the church. The church has got to be the church. Not a mall. Not, it doesn't have to look like a university. It has to be church. It has to be like Jesus. And if that's what he was trying to say. The invitation is, if my people. Question this morning. How are you? How are you doing? Is he begging you as his people to be his people? Do you hear him? If Jeff, if Jeff would, Jeff, where are you at? That's, that's the invitation. Once you look at God's desire, not just if my people, but if my people then. See, God's love's not conditional, but revival is. Can I say that again? God's love is not conditional, but his revival is. So you can't live like hell and expect heaven. But you can chase hard after heaven and see its glory. You sure can. Because we got this idea that just because we show up, you know, pop the balloon, I mean, pop the popcorn, pass out the cotton candy, I'm here. Well, that's great. I'm glad you're here. But, dude, you just concentrate on you and we'll have church. All right? I mean, we just we have this mixed up message that that we think just because we arrived, God's. I mean, He just no. He says, "If my people, then will do this," and He gives us orders or gives us commands or His 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 desire for us in this text. What we need to do. I want you to see it. If my people, and then I said it again. If certain conditions are met, certain results will follow. You know that. You tell it to your teenagers all the time. Okay. God is willing, he's waiting, and he's longing to send a new spirit of revival to his people. You believe that? I believe that. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe we are living in one of the best times in the world to see it happen. And it won't come from the White House. If you're waiting on the White House to send revival, it's not, gonna, it's not coming, guys. <laughs> it's not going to come. I, if, if y'all think I'm going to turn the nightly news on, I know revival and bust it out. No. <laughs> and if it did, they wouldn't cover it. Okay? Just going to tell you. Sorry. But, but I don't want to go political. That's not the platform for this. But here's the deal. The revival is coming from the church. Right here. We'll see revival when the church sees revival. And I'm pointing to me because I'm the church. I am a church. You're a church. He's coming back to get me. So when revival starts in my life, guess what? Has a great effect, great opportunity to trickle to whom? Well, my wife, my kids, my church. Anywhere I go. Okay? So when revival happens in you, and 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 you, guess what happens? Then my home and my family begins to see revival. What happens when homes and families see revival? Then the next home and family sees revival. And then friends are there and start seeing revival. Why? Oh, because I got so much Jesus in me, my skin won't hold it. Right. So what happens is 
you, you, you hang with them, and all of a sudden, they're like, woo, leftovers. Mm-hmm, good stuff. Let me tell you, not everybody likes leftovers, but when you got leftovers because you have so much Jesus in you, those are good leftovers, okay? And, and so you got more and more, and that stuff just starts. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is just addicting. I mean, you can't get enough. And I'm telling you, it'll change this place. It'll change the place. You see, this church basically saw revival. We, I don't know that we necessarily ever came out of really a, 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 a kind of a, a, a revival-type state. I mean, we got a long way to go. We're not a perfect church, but we're seeing good things. And a lot of it's just relational. It's just relational. It's the way it's supposed to be. I want you to see a couple things. For us as a church, Paxton and I, Asher, staff, we try to always pack as much as we can into a Sunday as possible. And, and we try to look at the whole year and look at things. And we know that fall is gearing up. We've got a lot of stuff coming this fall for you. Now, it's not necessarily for us, but it is for you. It's for the body of Christ. It's for the church. If you haven't looked around, we've got great ministry events coming up in the next 30 days. All right? If you're a guy in here, you have a tremendous opportunity to go on a men's retreat. For what reason? Well, if my people, then I'll do this. So, God, what you're saying is you want to do something in my life. Yes, but I'm going to get you away from your toys to do it. And so for a man to get away from his surroundings, his world, just get away and experience the Lord, you have a fall retreat coming up in two weeks, three weeks, okay? Three weeks. Women's simulcast, Beth Moore, we're a host church, Saturday, all day, boom, right here, if you're a lady, right here. You have all the fall programs starting up, okay? All of them, Awanas, youth, uh, men's group, women's ministry, all that stuff starting up. You say, well, I meant to last fall get involved. Well, a year went by and you didn't do anything different on Wednesday night than you did before. And you're sitting there every Sunday morning and go, man, I need to get more involved in this area. I need to really just sacrifice, change my schedule, ask my boss to work my calendar. I need to make sure it's Wednesday night I'm in those groups. Here, you got another shot right now. Right now, you got another shot. There's, you're going to start seeing a thing called Back to Church. Uh, really, you can see it at backtochurch.com. It's a big push to get America back to church. September 15th is a big, big target date for that. Okay? So here's, here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. When we built this building two and a half years ago, architects designed it, built it, told them what we needed. They did it. We filled it up. But here's the deal. They told me, this is what they told me, that you get 400 chairs in this worship center. All right? I want to see. I just want to see. Because the dude who built the building is a member here. And I think he probably wants to see too. All right? So his architect did it. I'm not trying to cost this guy his job. But his architect drew it up, and he said, Jeff, I promise you, you get 400 chairs in here. I said, okay, good. Now, I believe that it's going to take four, to get 400 chairs in here. He may not have an aisle. And I don't know if you can do church without an aisle, but I'm going to try, okay? So September 15th, I'm going to challenge you, the church. We have a whole bunch of people that moved in the bush over the summer. whole bunch of people need a church. 
whole bunch of people going. I wonder if what's in Amarillo is awesome. I'm going there. Well, let me tell you, there is nothing more happening in Amarillo than not happening here. Promise you. Okay? Save the gas. Okay? So, so September 15th, I want to see, First Baptist Church, if 400 chairs will really fit in this building. Now, you may be sitting right here. Dale Deloach, this is your seat. Right? I want to know if 400 chairs are going here. So on September 15th, okay, I want you to test the architectural giftedness of a guy that works at CIB to tell me. I want to call him Monday morning at 16th and say, dude, let me tell you something. Well, we got 400 chairs in that worship center, okay? All right? I want to see if 400 will fit. We bought 400 chairs. There's 400 chairs just like this. Why? Because he told the preacher 400 chairs will fit. And my church would one day get 400 chairs in this worship center. Now, I don't know what's in here today. Three something. I don't know how many's in here, but I want to see if 400 are going here. So, so, so just, just make a pack. I know the men's retreat's going on. Y'all ain't back, are you? So y'all, somebody got to cover 25, 30 guys. So y'all better get busy, all right? But I want to see if 400 people will fit in this worship center. So, so I want to challenge you on the on the 15th to get that and make it happen. You're gonna have to tell some folks because we got 25 guys gonna be playing in the mountains, watching the Aspens turn colors, all right? So, so get, you got to cover them too, all right? So God's design is, if my people, then you'll see revival. Now, there's got to be conditions met. So that means for you guys and ladies, you've been promising, 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 promising yourself, your spouse, your kids, your God, that this year I'm going to do something different. This year I'm jumping in. Not waiting any longer. You got a fall staring you right in the face. Kids are getting in school tomorrow. Routine starts back up. All the fall programs start up. We got stuff for nursery to be packed, children's ministry, the water to be packed, youth will be packed. Do not be any longer. Any longer. Please do not be. I love you, but just don't be this next year, okay? This fall. Do not be drop off fall parents. I don't want you to do that anymore. I love you to death, but I don't want you to do that. I don't. I don't want, I, I just want to stop. I, I, I desperately want to stop that. I just don't think that's a good message to kids. If it's, if it's important of them, it ought to be important for you. And if you're going to drop them off, you ought to be here. Because if they come home talking about Jesus and you come home, how much you say that Walmart, that don't go together. Okay? Now, I know you said, well, Jeff, that's the only date night we get with my husband. <sighs> mm. That's the only date night you get with your husband. Probably ought to be the only date night you get with Jesus in those Bible study groups. You need that too, man. How about date at 8 o'clock? 8.15. Okay? Candlelight, back porch, kids would sleep. That worked. All right? But be there, please, okay? I got a row. God's the man. You're yeah, like, get off that subject, please. You're killing me. Uh, God's the man. Look at the text. He says then, if my people, very clearly who he's talking to, then, and here's what the then is, will humble themselves mm, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. We talked about a couple of weeks ago, repentance. 
It's a change of attitude that produces a change of behavior. Okay? Unfortunately, too many people, too many churches, instead of seeking the face of God, they seek the hand of God. They do. I got them to go to church for about six months. And I'm even going to tithe a couple times. But you got to do this. Give me this. I need this. I need this truck. I need this boat. I need this phone to ring. I need these many more accounts. I need to get these bids. All right? And then God comes through, does what he does, blesses us. And we get all of that. And guess what we do with it? More reasons to go away that weekend and ride down the boat, ride a boat down the lake, miss church. Go over here and miss this. Oh, we're too busy. Can't get it all done Monday through Friday. Got to work Saturday and Sunday too. Woo! All right? And then all of a sudden it dries up. That's God's fault it dried up. He said, seek what? His face, man. Not his hand. America, all America wants is God to bless it while it lives like, I don't know what you call it. All right? Not God bless America. America bless God. How about we do that? How about we seek the hand and the face, the, hand, the, the face of God and not, not the hand of God? Let me ask you this. Would you still come to church if his hand never provided for you? What, what if your three-car garage was empty? You'll come to church? You got to go across these oceans. <laughs> Man, they on dry ground put a stinking tent up, and they will walk miles, miles, thank you, days to have church. And they don't want to leave. They don't want to leave. Don't leave. And I'm going to tell you something. Many times when they're doing it, they drive by, military vehicles drive by, and just shoot all of them. Shoot them all. Kill every one of them. And guess what? Next week, another tent goes up, and here comes more. And they'll keep doing it. And they'll keep doing it. But for us, hmm, well, God, your hand didn't provide, so I'm going to church today. No. That's it. I made a deal with you. I said, I'd do this. If you did that, you, let, you didn't do your part, not doing mine. And you'd be, be careful who you're making packs with. That ain't, that ain't Santa Claus. His name is Jesus. Man, we've got to get back to seeking the face of the Father. And when he blesses you, because he will bless you, understand where it came down from, that all good and perfect gifts come down from heaven above. And that ought to make you throw your hands even higher in the air and not drive that boat further from church. I'm not saying that going to the lake is not bad. But when you go to the lake 18 times a year and come to church 15, that's bad. I don't care. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that your orange and bananas look weird. All right? That's all I'm saying. Okay? You got to get your priorities right. Either, either he is king or he's not king. All right? It's time for us as his who? His people. Come back to the Father and seek his face. Seek his face. Last is this, God's delight. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins 
and I will heal their lands. I will heal their lands. See, I have about a one-acre piece of land that my house sits on. Needs healing. Needs healing in that home. You say, well, a preacher's home a mess? Every home is a mess in a way. No perfect home. We're all just trying, amen? You, if you got it figured out, let me know because the pastor doesn't. You take a man, and you take a woman, and you put them together, and you have a bunch of kids. Is that easy? Not easy for me. Without Jesus, it doesn't get done. All right? You say, oh, my gosh. Pastor, he's a mess. <laughs> I'm not a mess. All right? I'm not perfect. Melissa and I, just because we're married and we happen to be this super pastor and pastor's wife, doesn't mean that, you know, everything just kind of goes around us. Now, rain does, but not all the other stuff, okay? <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> but, but, you see, you, I mean, we, we, you got to have it. The church is so important. You've got to go back to where it all begins. I mean, we all are in need. We're all hurting. We all need it. you got to go there. And he says, man, you got, uh, if you do these things, I will heal, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sins. Now heal your land. I'll heal your marriage. I'll heal your relationship with your kids. I'll heal that home. You say, well, Pastor, my home at one time, I'm telling you, we sat down and had dinner together. There was a aroma of Christ in my home, and now it's so chaotic. Now it's so ugly. I don't, it's not even fun to come home. How your knees. Facebook won't cure your home. I'm sorry. It just won't. Jesus will. You see, Melissa cut her finger last night at dinner. And Brett's, I was outside grilling. I came in. Fortunately, Nurse Cherie took care of her. And Brett's over there going, need some monkey blood. That's what you need. How many of y'all know what monkey blood is? Methylate? That stuff is like crazy good. All right? But it'll sting like crazy for about two minutes. But no pain, no gain. Amen? So Brett's over there, get some methylate. Get some monkey blood. Mom, put some monkey blood on that. Boy, that thing will be scabbed up tomorrow and healed by Wednesday. Dr. Brett, chill out. Stay on your computer. So, <laughs> listen to me. You need, you need your home, your family, your marriage. You need some monkey blood. But you, you, need, you don't need monkey blood. You need Dr. Jesus. You need Dr. Jesus to touch it. You do. And when you start going to the right source, you'll get healed. If you, if you get sick... And, and, and you go to the wrong source, guess what? You stay sick. You go to the right source, you get well. My friends, America, the church, me and you, got to go to Jesus. Dr. Jesus will hear from heaven. He'll forgive our sins, and he will heal your land. He'll heal it. He'll heal it. Folks, hear the invitation again. If my people please take away all the neighbors that you say i can't believe that my one sunday that, that's not no it's not who he's talking to if my people if my 
people. It's my people. So if you bear that name today, that's you. What do you need to do? What do I need to do? What's God calling me to do? What I, there's something in my life that needs to be healed today. What is it? What is it? Go to, go to Jesus and he'll heal it. Go to Jesus and he heals it. As we move to a time of invitation, I'm going to invite the worship team to come on back up. Church, I love you. I mean, I love you to death. There's no other church in the world that I'd rather pastor than this church right here. I love the people of this church. I love this place. But, but, but as pleased as God is about what's happening here, there's so much more he wants to do. So much more. And even in the midst of this place, as sweet as it is, there are homes and marriages that are in trouble. They're in trouble. September 29th, we're doing a one-day conference, Building Successful Families, bringing in a guy named Jerry Pipes. He's going to talk to kids, talk to families, to Q&A, everything, all centered on the family, making the family better. Because where's the enemy going? Right to the house, boy. He's tearing up the houses. Because he can tear up houses, he can tear up country. He knows what he's doing. He's no dummy. But greater is he than it us than he is in the world. When my people, he's talking to you. The invitation's for whom? My people. Don't worry about anybody else but my people. He's talking to you today. My people. My people. When are we as his people going to be his people? When are we going to look like him, love like him, smell like him, talk like him, be like him? When are, when are we? Start today. The invitation today is for my people. My people. This morning. You may be looking for a church home. I'm going to tell you, this is a great place. Not because I'm the pastor. I promise you. But I'm telling you, it's a great church. You got a family looking for a great place to put them? It's a great place. From the cradle all the way up, this place is good. We're not perfect. We want to have it all right. It's a good place. I encourage you to come this morning and join. Be a part of what God's doing here. I want you to stand and we're going to pray. Father, this morning, thank you for your word. So many times when we have church and it comes to the preaching time, it's almost like the preacher preaches and we all think about everybody else that's not here. But God, today, you didn't want to talk to anybody that wasn't here. You only want to talk to your people. So this morning, Father, I pray we, your people, heard today. And I pray that we do whatever you call us to do. If my people, if my people, don't let us not, we just got to keep hearing that voice. If my people, God, this morning, move us. Be glorified in us. In this invitation time. May we do what you said for us to do. For on the other side of obedience is always blessing. But Father, may we bless ourselves today by just doing what you've called us to do. Simple. Be blessed today in Jesus' name. Amen.